The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Master my good afternoon. Welcome to Man and Light on Manx Radio. Let's make it a magnetic Monday today. Your chance to have your say on whatever's on your mind. Text 166 Email studio at manxradio.com. Call 66 13 68. getting lots of reaction to we were talking last week about antisocial behavior and uh, the sort of stuff that's going on with hot hatch cars and big exhausts and uh, young men driving these around early evening or sometimes late night and causing problems and also lots of litter and uh, antisocial gatherings so if you've got anything more to we're putting together a big report on that if you've got anything that you can tell us uh, uh, sort of firm news then by all means get in touch Our studio at uh, manxradio.com or out of hours after one o'clock today it's man in line at manxradio.com if you could do that uh, also i got a message in from graham who just said i wonder if he could share this on man in line he got a very convincing letter from barclays bank who have assured me it's definitely not from them and it's from the privacy and uh, data protection unit in leicester um uh, graham got it and uh, it's completely not from them so if you if you are a Barclays customer and if you got a letter from the Privacy and Data Protection uh, General Data Protection Centre in Leicester just be very very wary of it in fact contact Barclays uh, to find out more it's basically <clears throat> to set to send uh, proof of identity and address get it you know they just want the information but if uh, you are a Barclays customer and you've got an actual letter uh, so they've obviously accessed a database by all means do here's a message in uh, just says i read with disbelief an article uh, from the manx rspb concerning dogs being a threat to birds surely it's time that they tell the uh, owners to put a bell on cats to save birds this will save a huge amount of birds being attacked by domestic cats uh, big john in laxey well once upon a time Cats used to have bells on all the time. It's not going out of fashion. Uh, but uh, bells on cats, says Big John in Laxey. Uh, and uh, a message in um, uh, just says, Who is, Who's given Gandhi's permission to plaster the Isle of Man with posters every year, says Graham? And more to the point, who takes them down afterwards? <laughs> uh, my uh, Another one in from uh, 185 says, Andy, my free over 75 TV licence runs out at the end of February. Is the government going to continue to fund them? Uh, and G, uh, here's a note in, 313G. The Isle of Man government declared that climate emergency, but uh, they've taken no tangible action. Did I miss a health emergency also being declared as uh, things don't seem to be improving and the Manx care, says G. I'm sure they'd, uh, I'm sure they'd counter that. But thank you, uh, G. Uh, well, it's, it's a question of semantics and vocabulary, isn't it, G? 
that climate emergency, can you point to anything that's taken place on the Isle of Man to mitigate the climate emergency? Apart from recommendations, but anything specific, any one thing that's happened, any policy that's put, been actually put in place, not just talked about, but put in place. Right. Um, uh, just to comment on the breast screening situation at Manx Care. Uh, when was Manx Care aware that it was going to be stopped? Why wait until the uh, until Friday night to communicate it? That's the situation regarding uh, the breast care situation with Manx Care, uh, which is that uh, nothing's happening at the moment. Well, uh, the service has been uh, suspended at the moment. I think it, I don't know what it's due to, whether it's a lack of um, uh, personnel there, but we'll say. Uh, and a message in from Simon just says, what's the situation regarding the Balasala Medical Centre? Well, the situation is still that the Balasala Medical Centre... Uh, formally handed back their contract, or will do. Uh, Max cares on notice till the end of July, so I'm just checking. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's 24 weeks tomorrow is the end of July, Tuesday, 31st of July. So 24 weeks tomorrow. <laughs> yes, the Balasala Medical Centre uh, hand it all back. Uh, another question regarding... Oh, this one's on COVID. Uh, and I think it was Terry who just said, uh, we've heard absolutely nothing, says Terry, about this COVID report that's coming out. When is it? Hang on, I'll find it for you. It's coming out September this year, and the official uh, report will be coming out in December. So September, first of all, uh, the kind of uh, the brief one, and then December later on this year, the COVID report. Betty's on now. Hi, Betty. Hi, Andy. I just want to say a big thank you to Lucy Buxton. She's the CEO of the Manx Deaf Society. And I want to say a thank you because she's always there to help us. And she does so much work for the society. Uh, she runs a lip reading class, which I, I no longer go to because I wasn't any good at it. But um, she's always there to help us. She um, arranges trips for people and tries to encourage everybody to become integrated into society. And I think we, we should, I'm sure I speak on behalf of all the people that are, are deaf or hard of hearing and she helps. And I'd just like to say thank you to her. Okay, let's just give her a big name check again. Her name is? Lucy Buxton. Okay, Lucy Buxton at the Manx Deaf Society. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. we'll do that. Okay, and how come you weren't any good at lip reading, Betty? I don't know. I think there's lots of things I'm not very good at. <laughs> join, the, join the club, Betty. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks for that. We're happy to give her a mention on our Magnetic Monday today. Lucy Buxton. Thank you, Betty. Okay, take care. Good to hear from you. Thank you, Betty. How's this for the government? Not telling the truth, says 841. Uh, the increase in road tax with a minimum rate forecast to be 65. Current charge charge for a Toyota IQ is 40. That means the increase is over 50%. Not near the maximum increase of 10% being claimed by politicians. 
Uh, thank you, uh, uh, 841, for that message. And, uh, oh, and a note in what is happening regarding the scoreboards at the grandstand. They said there was going to be a solution for 2023, but TT's not far away, and there's still a blank space. They've even removed the two big black porter cabins, says 692. Well... I wonder what's going to happen with the scoreboard. Have you grown used to it not being there? You just get a better view of the graveyard from the grandstand without the scoreboard being there. So, uh, a note in just to says, good to see lots of roadside verges and hedges around Douglas and Oncombe being cut back recently. Hopefully a new proactive approach from the DOI to manage the roadside verges and the hedges, says James. Uh, and Helen, just uh, Helen's on 127, Andy, on the desperate need to create affordable rented housing and utilising Brownsfield sites or smaller green sites. I saw an article news on BBC News Online for how Bristol in the southwest of England is tackling its housing crisis. I'm not sure how many of us on the Isle of Man have a rear garden large enough to have a modular house to lease out, perhaps to the local authority, but the concept adopted by the charity Noel West Media Centre it's called So We Can Make It will be worth a read and somebody from housing contacting Bristol City Council. We need to consider any imaginative approaches to resolve the housing issue, says Helen. So if somebody has a big rear garden large enough for a modular house for a prefab, perhaps uh, they could lease it out or rent it out to the local authorities, says Helen. Eric's on now. Hi, Eric. Hi. Uh, just want to remind people... There's a programme on this week, Thursday, 9 o'clock. I think it's Channel 4, I think it could be 5. And it's Prue Leaf, the judge of uh, the Great Bake Off, her and the son about a sister dying. She's totally in favour of it, and the son who's an MP is totally against it. And they've travelled to Canada and America, and the programme's on for an hour. They're going to all these places where you can get a sister dying and see if he changes his tune. Which side of the fence are you, Eric? Uh, probably for it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that many a person would help me to die <laughs> to with the me. <laughs> no, but the programme's on on Thursday night, so it'll be worth looking at. All right, all right. We appreciate that, Eric. Thanks for that. Actually, uh, the MHK who wants to introduce an assisted dying bill on the island says he's expecting to outline the next steps for it next month. This is the proposed assisted dying bill. Consultation on the proposed new legislation which will allow people who are terminally ill the right to end their own lives. Well, the consultation is now closed. So what's going to happen next? This is a really fundamental, important issue for the Isle of Man. Uh, in the newsroom, Christian Jones. Ramsey MHK Alex Allenson aims to publish a report on his assisted dying bill and the next steps in March. However, it sparked wide debate on and off the island. This man from Leicester contacted Manx Radio to say he's keeping an eye on the updates here because he wants the right of choice. Cliff Burton, who has motor neuron disease and other complications, says he wanted to go to Dignitas years ago but was stopped. But if the bill is approved here, he would apply for permission. I just want to be able to choose the time when I've had enough, when, me, me, thank God, my arms still work and I can't walk. I sort of drag my legs with me. 
but uh, I want to be able to choose the time when I decide that I've had enough. If the law is passed here on the island, would that yeah. attract you to come over here? Yes, it certainly would, because it gives you a bit of peace of mind. I'm not just going to end up laying in a bed, unable to move or do anything. How important is having the choice for you? 100%. Switzerland was quite expensive. It, all in all, it was something like ten, eleven thousand pounds And, of course, a long journey like that would wear me out anyway. And it was a long process. It was a sort of eight, nine-month process going through, sending them doctors, paperwork from here and all that. I think there are lots of people with multiple sclerosis, with MND, which is a particularly, you know, you're going to end up choking to death. And I just don't think that religion or do-gooders should be brought into the situation. I've got my will made out. I'm sane in my head. I'm not being forced into it by a family who are going to benefit or anything like that. There's a will made out to them. I'm in the fear of laying in bed and being in it. And I mean, to have carers coming in to, you know, do your personal. I want to have the choice. And do your family now support you? My sister has said she'd be willing to go with me. And a few ladies I know have said they'll, they'll go, you know, they'll, they'll take, go with me there to Switzerland. But uh, it's not as straightforward as that. I've always been independent and, you know, outgoing and uh, that sort of thing. And I just don't want other people, particularly religious people, bringing religion into it all the while. As Cliff Burdett lives in Leicester, listens to Max Radio, heard of a story about the Isle of Man and the proposed assisted dying legislation. And uh, as you heard, Cliff Burdett would be would be willing to be an assisted dying tourist to the Isle of Man. It may be something that, and it is, uh, it's a grim suggestion, but it could be an actual industry for the Isle of Man. Basel in Switzerland is the home of Dignitas, where a lot of British people make their way at their own expense to end their lives. What are your thoughts? Text, email, call, WhatsApp, and I'd be interested to know what you think. Uh, this story about non-symptomatic breast screening service being temporarily unavailable, it was brought up on Man in Line last Friday, and we got some information from um, Manx Care. Uh, it's not offering appointments. Updates are going to be made to the program. The service, which automatically invites women from 50 to 70 years of age for non-symptomatic breast screening, is currently unavailable on the Isle of Man, and it's unknown when the program's going to be get back to getting back to normal. Anybody who's due to have a routine two-yearly mammogram screen will, of course, receive an invitation in due course. Symptomatic breast clinics are unaffected and will continue to run as normal. Well, if you feel you may have a breast problem at this time, got to call your GP, get in touch, and for more information, after the GP, contact the breast screening team. They're on 642-570. So that will keep you updated with Manx Care's breast screening service, currently not offering appointments, non-symptomatic breast screening service. And uh, Lenny said, that was very quick. You mentioned that COVID uh, independent review. Tell us a bit more about it. It's uh, November this year. The initial review plan will... Uh, started gathering evidence from last November, completing the report by the end of December this year, although there will be a kind of interim uh, report coming out. Uh, the people in charge, of just two people, it's a small team, Kate Brunner, KC, has got Alex West, the barrister, and Paul Fletcher, who's director of operations. So the um, uh, 
They were there for a familiarisation week, but the report is going to come out later on this year. The Isle of Man's government handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Regarding antisocial behaviour, says Texter 247 and R-plate drivers, which most of them are antisocial drivers, uh, they are, uh, they used the approach road past the lifeboat station towards the battery pier. This is, we've heard of this in South Key and Douglas, below the Manx Radio building. <laughs> it's uh, virtually a drag, a drag racing strip. And then they park outside the public toilet all night eating pizza and throwing junk all over the pier. I know this because I live on the quay near the lifeboat station and this goes on until the early hours of the morning till 2 and 3 a.m. Most evenings, as the now the nights are drawing longer, this will only get worse as it does every year. I've contacted the police, I've contacted them, but nothing ever seems to be done. It's, so it's, it continues. I've lived here for 10 years in South Quay, and it's been going on as long as I have lived here. I'm just wondering what is missing in their lives that they need to do this. Well, you wonder, perhaps they're not... Um, they don't think that deeply as to wonder what it is best they can do rather than eat pizza on an empty public road and throw litter everywhere and drive up and down. It was coincidental. We were talking about antisocial behaviour on Friday on Man in Line. And Friday evening, I was sitting in my office at Manx Radio with the window open. It was a pleasant evening. And lo and behold, we had two cars tazzing up and down Fort Anne Road on Douglas Head sounding off their exhausts. Friday evening, nothing better to do. Any thoughts on the matter? What can we do about it? What can the police do about it? I mean, what can you do about a noisy exhaust? How do you prove it was a noisy exhaust and it was the person who was doing that? The scoreboard is languishing in Balasala, says John. Uh, and a note in from Desmond says, I've been down to the Ben McCree's engine room and never thought to measure the gearbox, but I know the Manxman's is bigger, but I feel quite sure that the gearbox would go through the back door. Hmm. What's going to happen? We haven't had the official word as what the situation is with uh, the new Manxman's gearbox, but they have, how can I put it, issues. <laughs> Housing crisis, cost of living crisis, energy crisis, cost of borrowing up and rampant inflation. Quite a background for Treasury Minister Alex Allenson to set his first budget. And what about the fall in birth rate, an imbalance between workforce and dependents? Well, it's not all bad, I suppose. At least Manx Radio will be providing a broad range of expert opinion and detailed coverage of this month's budget on Tuesday the 21st of February between 12pm and 2. Will the Treasury Minister be able to pull any political rabbits out of his house? Doubt it. They've all hopped off because they can't afford the carrots. 26 minutes past 12. Text, email, call and WhatsApp and still lots of messages coming in about the non-symptomatic breast screening service being temporarily unavailable. If you want to get in touch, by all means do. And the assisted dying is generating lots of comment. That always does. If you uh, have something to say, then please get in touch. I do understand this is a very... Uh, delicate subject, but I think it's something as it uh, it looks like it uh, is going to be taken through Timwald and will be legislation on the Isle of Man. Just what, um, is it letting the genie out of the bottle or is it just something that we're going to have to come to terms with in the 21st century? Julian's with us now. Hi, Julian. Hi, Andy. Uh, yeah, it's going to ring up about the steam packet. Um, just a quick one with the assisted dying. I think that report needs to spell out two things. 
One is, what is going to be the protocol? Have you got to have almost 400 tablets and how long is that going to take? Because there's anecdotal evidence, even at Dignitas, where it's taken a long time. And I mean, hours and hours. And the second one is... What do you mean 400 um, tablets, Julian? 380 something, you know, because you have to take it yourself. You know, if you look at, say, a vet, they'll inject, but that's euthanasia. So you can't do that. You have to you have to either drink it like you do at Dignitas. Um, which I think they they've got a protocol of something like twenty thousand milligrams of um, right. phenobarbital or pentobarbital. I can't quite remember at the minute. But um, thing is, you've got stomach acids and things that kind of are a barrier for it getting through into your blood. It's not like being injected. So there's a time thing there. There was also one. I one saw is, a documentary about. I think it was Dignitas, where it was administered via a cannula on the back of the hand, and it was that the person's decision to basically switch the cannula on but you see ludwig minelli who founded dignitas also wrote the separate from europe's human rights law so they have a different human rights law to the rest of the place so he was kind of instrumental in setting the whole thing up and now of course he's he's running dignitas he's in his 90s i think but he's still going um but the other thing of course that ties with that is how do you write legislation that can never be tampered with again if you're talking about safeguards because Canada's undoing their safeguards so is Holland, Belgium Oregon, so they're undoing safeguards that were in place at the start of it, I mean Canada was only four years ago when they put all the safeguards in and now of course they're all being undone so how can you ever write legislation that a future government can't undo Mm. Anyway, scene packet Yes, um, I listened with interest to Tony B on Friday. He did a very, very good one. I was fascinated with that. I just wanted to add a little bit onto it. Um, it seems that our new ferry, the MV Manxman, is equipped with engines and propulsion system that's going to be uh, that is manufactured by um, Vartzilla, uh, a Finnish company uh, which has been making the engines and powertrains uh, for international shipping and passenger cruise ships and ferries. Um, the NV Manxman has been fitted with four of their Vartzilla 31 model engines. There's two eight-cylinder and two ten-cylinder diesels. And it seems that the options that were added were waste heat recovery and energy storage batteries, uh, lithium-ion. Um, but in more recent years, um, Vartzilla has outsourced production and partnered with the China State Shipping Building, uh, Shipbuilding Corporation, um, they've got, I think they've got about nine locations across China. And interestingly, there's a Vartzilla propulsion company in Wuxi, uh, 55 miles west of Shanghai. I'm thinking as the Manxman has been built at the Hyundai Mipo dockyard in Ulsan in South Korea, it may be that the gearbox has been built at that uh, Vartzilla uh, Wuxi facility. Uh, it's about 580 miles away from the dockyard in Korea. Um, I haven't seen any details of that gearbox. It doesn't seem to have been published. No, we haven't heard. We haven't actually heard what the problem is. So inevitably, when there's an information vacuum, all the skeet comes in. So we're hearing that there may be a bit of a problem. Uh, And the other end of the skeet spectrum is that the thing burst into flames and, you know, is completely destroyed. (laughs) Well, um, it's still showing up on um, one of the flight, uh, one of the um, ship uh, trackers. So hopefully it's still there. But... Um, I did notice back in August last year, Dean Ellis, who's the Steam Packet Senior Chief Energy, um, Engineer, 
um, press the engine start button for the first time on the Manxman. So he might be a chap that might be worth trying to get hold of and just see what the details of that gearbox are as to whether it's got some special power takeoff, you know, for electrical help when it's in the, you know, like um, coming into harbours and things as to whether that might be part of the problem. Well, as soon as we know, I mean, the invitation is always open to uh, the steam packet and they've always been very helpful before with information. Um, the, to come on, man, and I will chat about. I mean, the thing is that the the Manxman should be a big good news uh, story for the Isle of Man. It's a brand new boat, first one since uh, Ben McCree, and she looks like she's far more luxurious, more cabins and more space. So uh, as soon as um, everything is right and proper, we'll, uh, it, well, the steam packet have got an open invitation to come on, man, and I to talk about it and to talk to you as well, Julian. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I mean, it may well be that they're having to talk to if the, if if that propulsion system has been made in China, um, they might have to. You know, obviously, they're going to have to get somebody to work out the best way to fix that. But it sounds like a bit like a car. You've normally got to take them out to fix them, so it could be a bit of a bit of a chore. Okay. All right. Thanks, Julian. Thanks, Andy. Cheers. All right. Good to talk to you. Oh, and Betty's back with us. Betty. Hi. I am sorry to come on again, son. Uh, Andy, but um, I have a daughter who lives in um, Victoria in Canada, and she's a psychologist. And I was only speaking to her yesterday about her sister dying. And I said that I'd heard that things were happening in uh, Canada with it that weren't really very good. And she said, that's nonsense. She said, it's, it's, there are so many laws, rules um, to do with it, but it's going okay. Uh, And um, there just aren't problems with it. Um, And and she lives in, well, Victoria, Vancouver Island, that is, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, Is it any different? I mean, do the provinces, do they they have, does British Columbia have a different law to anywhere else, or is it a, a national law? I don't know. I didn't ask her that. I I just spoke to her about. Uh, I knew it was happening in Canada and had been for a while, and asked her how it was going. And she said uh, everything was going okay, and people who wanted to do assisted dying could do it, but they had to be, um, you know, certain laws and rules about it. She said they have. They've done it in steps. First of all, they brought in for assisted dying for those who were terminally ill. And then when that was going okay, they um, decided to go for it for those who were just ill or had a particular reason for wanting it. But they haven't got yet as far as those with mental ill problems. Did you hear the, the gentleman on from Leicester uh, Betty, who said if we brought the legislation in here, he'd come to the Isle of Man to die. Yes, yes, I did. I did. And, uh, you know, I just feel that people who don't want it don't have to have it. It's, it's there for those who do. And I do understand that some people can be persuaded that they're a burden and all the rest of it. And that is very unfortunate, but it probably isn't the majority of cases because there has to be two doctors and all the rest of it to sign things up. All right. I appreciate you calling, Betty. Thanks for that. One more thing. Sorry? Uh, Andy, one more thing. She said, I, I mentioned that 
you might have to take loads and loads of tablets. And she said, no, they just give it as a drink. OK, thank you, Betty. OK, thank you. All right, 25 to 1. At Isle of Man Energy, we want to support our customers as much as we can during the cost of living crisis. If you're a vulnerable customer, we can add you to our priority care scheme and assist you with safety checks, prioritising call-outs and energy-saving advice. We can also offer support, such as payment plans, to help spread the cost of your winter bills. For more information or to register for priority care, call our team on 644 Isle of Man Energy. Energy for every generation. EPS just finished painting our house and we're delighted with the results. Very impressed with the speed, quality and standard of work. We would recommend EPS highly. House looks like new. Brilliant job from start to finish. EPS, transforming properties island-wide with a revolutionary Protex wall covering system. Guaranteed for 10 years. Visit eps.company for details. There's a waiting list, but it'll be worth it. A good job well done. Thank you, EPS. Is it time for your next step on the career ladder? A visit to orchardrecruitment.com could be the ideal start. Our fully responsive website enables you to quickly apply for jobs, upload and store your CV, manage job alerts and chat live with our expert recruiters. Right now, we're looking for people in the trust and corporate service sectors. Are you a compliance analyst, a tax manager, administrator, accountant or something similar? Then visit orchardrecruitment.com today. Orchard Recruitment, a refreshing change. How do you experience the exceptional? Find out at the Shaw Hotel Laxey. A high-end boutique hotel, a fine dining restaurant, a bar serving real pub classics. It's an experience like nothing else on the island. See for yourself and keep up to date with the latest events at shawhotellaxey.im. Now with online booking or call 861-509. Come and discover the exceptional at the Shaw Hotel Laxey. Frankly, my dear, you need to be listening to Manx Radio this Valentine's Day because our presenters will be reading outlines from famous romantic movies. Text or email us the name of the film, then be listening to Alex in the afternoon to see if you've won a Valentine's cream tea for two at Tinwald Mills Neb Cafe. You won't even notice if it's raining. We won't play it again, Sam, but with different movies through the day, you've five chances to win. Sweet Talk with Tinwald Mills, the one-stop shop for Valentine's gifts and your nation station Manx Radio. Here's looking at you, kid. The Man in Line, daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday. Faster by 23 minutes before one. By the way, if you're listening to Manx Radio at the moment, or Man in Line in particular, as a podcast, and I have to say good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world on the Isle of Man, then thanks for making Man in Line uh, one of the Isle of Man's most subscribed to podcasts, and indeed the most subscribed to public comment podcast. And if you know somebody who you think would enjoy a daily bulletin of Manx stories, opinion, news, skeet and loving awareness... Uh, tell them Manx Radio's Man in Line and the other 63, I think it's even more now, uh, series of podcasts are available worldwide at Amazon Music and Audible Podcasting Service and still available at manxradio.com and Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Verbal, Smart Speaker. Um, be sure to click that subscribe button and Man in Line will appear automatically free of charge. Tons more 
podcasts you can get to, and more and more people uh, are actually uh, going to sleep with podcasts last thing at night. In particular, I don't know whether you recall, we were live at Castle Russian High School, and a few of the students there listened to podcasts. It's like listening to the radio under the pillow. Listen to a podcast last thing at night. You hear a spotlight, Memories of Man, The Radio Doctor, one of our most subscribed to podcasts on there. Uh, Chris Williams' Odd Pod, and Wild Thing, and Specialist Music Programs, and One to Three, and Money Talks, and everything there. So go to uh, our podcast uh, section, and you'll be there forever. And I mean forever. I was wondering, will these garden homes, will, be, will they be for the planned immigration? says Frank. You never know. And how, will they be planning for it as well? I understand, Jay, this is on 476. Thank you, Jay. I understand the arguments for euthanasia. Uh, this is uh, assisted dying. But I also see that once in place, the vulnerable, the infirm and the elderly will feel an obligation to die. Nobody wants to be a burden or to be an expense. I mean, what's stopping a, a distant family member trying to convince another family member to die because they may need their inheritance or because they can't afford to fund the exponential price of treatments, says G. It's a multifaceted argument, isn't it? It is an intensely personal argument, and uh, it's one that we is coming down the line to us. Our, our legislators, our lawmakers, will be taking through... Um, uh, the assisted dying bill, uh, the Ramsey MHK, of course, he's a GP. Dr. Alex Allenson brought it forward as a private member's bill. It's a big subject. It's a morbid subject, um, but it's one that we're not shying away from on Man in Line. Sue said, if you don't like assisted dying because of your religious beliefs, then don't do it. But don't dictate to the rest of us. Basically, if this facility is not available, then people who don't want it get their wish, but they take away the choice of everyone else. Religion should have no input into the laws made for the general population, as many are not religious. None of their business what the non-religious wish to do, says Sue. We file that under secular society. Thank you, Sue. Cliff can end his life whenever he wants, like many other people do. It is just expecting others to assist you, which is the question says John. Uh, that's John on 404. Um, a message in from 775. We will all be using digital currency soon. Uh, why else would the UK Prime Minister um, and his wife, who enjoy millions every year from the Crystal... Uh, thank you, Crystal, for that. I don't quite see what the relevance is to the Isle of Man. But uh, a digital currency. So we're not here yet on the Isle of Man. And when we do, you'll be the first to hear about it here. Uh, uh, maybe that huge balloon the Americans shot down was really an airship carrying our gearbox from China. You never know, Renee. It possibly might have been. Just take a look at the menu at Port St. Mary Golf Pavilion. Lunch is served seven days a week and there's so much choice, whether you fancy a sandwich, a hearty meal or coffee and homemade cake. Port St. Mary Golf Pavilion is a hidden gem tucked away down at Callow Point, where every visitor will receive a warm welcome, superb quality and great value. For menus and opening times, visit their Facebook or click psmpavilion.im. Time for food. Time to visit Port St. Mary Golf Pavilion. 
Mom, Dad, there's no hot water again. Having trouble with hot water and heating? Energy prices are rocketing, and there's never been a more important time to make sure your heating system is in tip-top condition. Home Warm by Energy Management Systems is the simple way to spread the cost for essential maintenance, starting from just $7.99 per month. For peace of mind and money-saving advice, call EMS on 613210 or find us on Facebook. Home Warm by EMS. Become our priority. When it comes to building and DIY supplies, shop where the professionals shop. Haldane Fisher for concrete blocks to roof trusses, timber to tiles, doors to panel pins, boilers to bathrooms, drainage to guttering and everything in between. Get the job done with the right products from Haldane Fisher. Visit our stores in Douglas and Ramsey or find us online on Facebook. Proud to be on island. Feel right at home with Haldane Fisher. Their switch and save, compromising by switching from the familiar to something cheaper. And there's ShopRite switch and save. There's no comparison because there's no compromise. Only ShopRite has hundreds of Sainsbury's alternatives to the usual brands. Quality you can be 100% sure of at up to 35% less. Save over a third at the checkout. With stores across the island, why shop anywhere else? ShopRite. Proudly locally owned. On agenda this week, another Legislative Council hopeful sets out her cause. Chair of Arbury and Russian Parish Commissioners Kiri Jenkins has plenty of life experiences, but does she have what it takes to play an active, or perhaps more importantly, useful role in national politics? Tune in to Agenda at 6pm this evening with me, Phil Gorn, on Manx Radio to find out more. Does chairing the local parish commissioners provide sufficient experience for someone seeking a role in national politics? Do we have even the faintest idea as to what the House of Keys wants from LegCo? Would anyone even notice if LegCo didn't exist? The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor my good afternoon. It's right and proper that EV owners pay road tax. Uh, they use the roads, and because they're heavier, they do just as much, if not more, damage than other vehicles. Says Texter on 633, the fact that EV um, electric uh, vehicle owners will be paying vehicle tax as from uh, soon. <laughs> Uh, remember, we've got a big budget show next Tuesday, a week tomorrow, uh, from uh, live from uh, government buildings. We'll be seeing what exactly the Treasury Minister, Dr Allenson, has got planned for us as we zoom into a new era. Uh, zero emissions for electric vehicles are incorrect. Uh, remember, the emissions are simply somewhere else. In the case of the Isle of Man, emissions are concentrated in the capital by the power station at Paul Rose. So we need to get it straight, says 633. Electric vehicles do have emissions. Uh, and the battery... Um, uh, oh, regarding EVs uh, and hybrids, uh, from what I've read on the internet... I don't think all two fire blankets will be much use if there's multiple incidents. This is the story. We have two electric vehicle blankets that uh, the fire and rescue service can deploy if there is uh, an EV fire on the Isle of Man. We have two. And 775 says, I don't think the two fire blankets will be much use if there are multiple incidents as the battery can only be extinguished if submerged in fresh water and lots of it. So why aren't we being told about all the bad stuff about these costly electric vehicles? Is this another scam on the way? And uh, uh, 
a note in. This is regarding uh, more on the... Oh, it's a steam packet. Just to say, Andy, if the Manxman is late, what's going on uh, with the Ben McCree? Well, the Ben McCree is obviously going to be extended and... Uh, the news is that the Ben McCree's annual maintenance period has been brought forward ahead of the start of the main season. Uh, the Ben McCree will enter dry dock at Camel Laird Thursday, 23rd of March, and return to service for the 8.45 Douglas Tahitian sailing on Friday, 31st. Ben McCree's final scheduled sailing before docking is the overnight Thursday, 23rd of March, 2.15 from Hesham. Then she's into Camel Laird and back for the 8.45 Douglas to Hesham sailing on Friday the 31st. So no Ben McCree between those times. Uh, Mananan will be basically taking charge of the twice-daily sailings from Hesham during that time. Uh, Mananan will, uh, which um, uh, is uh, obviously has... She returns on the 23rd of March at the moment. She's having maintenance and a partial refit. She returns on the 23rd of March, covering the 8.45 and 2.15 daytime sailings via Hesham. And then um, the high-speed craft is due to begin its scheduled daily sailings to Liverpool from the 31st of March. Of course, covering the freight sailings while the Ben McCree is not on duty is the uh, ever-faithful Arrow. The MV Arrow will be doing an overnight freight-only service to and from Hesham, beginning with the evening departure on Thursday, 23rd of March, until the Ben gets back. And the Manxman is delayed. Also delayed is our brand new sea uh, terminal in Liverpool. We don't quite know when the sea terminal will be functional for the Mananan to go to. Will it be before TT this year or won't it be before TT this year? We don't quite know. But we'll find out for you, and as soon as we do, then uh, you'll certainly know about it. I had lots of messages regarding modular housing. We talked about it last week. And what's going to happen uh, when uh, we get these 15,000 people coming here? Remember, this is the chief minister's big plan is to get the population up to 100,000 instead of 85,000. Where are they going to live? Well, nobody quite knows at the moment. Uh, where they're going to work, nobody quite knows at the moment, but we'll we'll find out. I think more will come, uh, uh, sort of, um, will become apparent during the budget speech, which is a week tomorrow. So we'll find out that. Uh, South Key and Douglas is becoming the... I've got lots of messages regarding what goes on regarding antisocial behaviour from... And I don't want to tar all R-plate drivers with this, but the residents of South Key are saying, and the people who, who witness this are saying, that there is uh, a lot of R-plate drivers driving hot hatches up and down South Key, causing problems, causing litter. Quite what we do about it... I don't know. What do you think we should do about it? What do you think you should be saying to young people, and it is mainly young men who are driving hot hatches and a wide generalisation to say they are all R-plate drivers, but the witnesses say they're R-plate drivers. So the wide generalisation is R-plate, hot hatch, young men drivers causing problems on South Quay in Douglas. Don't want to tempt fate, 
But do you remember last year when that car went into the harbour, just by South Quay? Actually into the harbour. It's not something we want to happen, but you can just see that the more and more people are causing problems on South Quay and Douglas, then that's the sort of thing that could happen. Hopefully, it will never happen. All this week, your nation station and our friends at Robinson's are giving you the chance to win pancake kits ahead of Shrove Tuesday next week as we play Who the Flip Is This? Go to the Manx Radio Facebook page now and tell us which celebrity is tossing a pancake. Text your answer to 166177 along with your full name and we'll pick two winners each day. One with Mark Tiny in the morning show and one with Alex in the afternoon. You'll have plenty of flipping fun with Who the Flip Is This? all this week here on Manx Radio. 75% of the world's EV batteries are made in China, says John. Well, that's true. China's got the stranglehold on uh, on making EV batteries and also for um, uh, getting the raw materials, lithium. Uh, the lithium-ion batteries, uh, a main constituent, of course, is lithium, and the Chinese have got a stranglehold on lithium mines, which aren't too friendly, certainly not very worker-friendly, um, but presumably we're all turning a blind eye to that and we'll assume that that's what... Did you see that note out last week by the International Energy Agency that says by 2025, 50% of the electricity generated and used, so 50% of consumption in the world, will be Asia. 50%, half of the energy, half of the electricity in the world will be consumed by Asia. In fact, Asia will use more electricity than uh, the EU, America and India combined. China will use more than those. So just bear in mind the, the responsibility that China bears for what is going to happening what is going to happen in the future and regarding the climate emergency how do we bring china into line with this what do we do what sort of leverage do we have over china thank you for that uh and a note in that just what have we got here oh thank you julian just says as the gas price has tripled since the ukraine war started why hasn't the publicly funded EV charging points on the Isle of Man increased their per kilowatt hour price from 0.19p? Why aren't the public funded EV charging points on the Isle of Man, why aren't they shouldering some of the problem? <laughs> it would be nice to know, wouldn't it, Julian, exactly what happens where that's concerned. Uh, oh, and notice, uh, oh, this is an interesting one. I don't know what you think. This is a 775, anonymous 775, and just says, if we're short of a boat, could we borrow Michelle Moan's new yacht? Well, I suppose we could always ask. Tommy's on now. Hi, Tommy. Yeah, speeding in general, Andy, uh, and at Noble's Park, it's five miles an hour, and there's a big disc if you're going from the police station end, and there's also a big disc if you're going from the uh, the, the bottom end and on Fininian's Road. I had to pull somebody up yesterday. We had young kids in the car, and I have to remind them that if if they hit somebody at uh, it was going 30 miles an hour, that's that's all right if, if you're driving outside. And 
they don't seem to understand Andy what he'd what he tried to say to them. This guy was uh, for him, by the way. But uh, this uh, and in general, uh, cars are, are speeding more, Andy. There's oh. a there's a straight there's a there's a straight uh, from the bottom of our avenue up to the uh, roundabout at uh, Shoprite, and I swear some of the some of the uh, drivers are going fifty miles an hour, Andy, and and I'm I'm quite good at uh, judging it, the speed of a car. So. These 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 people have got to be prosecuted, Andy. Yeah, I don't want I, I don't want to kind of tar people with the same brush, uh, 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 Tommy. But are they young and are they male? No, no, not necessarily. No, this this guy yesterday had, had children in, and he was in his forties. Uh, he wasn't a youngster. And uh, listen, there have to be AMPR cameras, uh, uh, Andy, everywhere, and they bring millions into the economy. And that'll help everybody. You think there should be speed cameras, Tommy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, Andy. I mean, they speed everywhere. I mean, I mean, I, I can only judge for uh, uh, Duke's Road, uh, up at Duke's Road here, and uh, and, f- and further down. But uh, they're speeding everywhere. You know, and, and, and they got the famous R plate on, uh, Andy, as well, a lot of them. Well, you would think that they know that that's a bit of a risk, because if you get nicked on an R-plate, there are they consequences. No, they don't care now, Andy. They know quite well if they go down to Victoria Road, there's no police in sight down here, even though the, the police headquarters is just uh, across the uh, across the road, Andy, you know, and that. And it's it's ludicrous. There's, there's got to be some sort of... Uh, uh, it's it's going to end up in death and... and, uh, and and, and so on, and and I don't think you, it's it's the youngsters. I mean, why, why aren't they taught uh, when when they're learning to drive, Andy? All right, Tommy. Thanks for calling today. Thanks for that. The uh, you would have thought, obviously, when you do, a, you know, go to a driving school, they'll tell you about speed limits and what have you. Tommy mentioned those two words, didn't he? I don't know. We can can we say this in polite company? Speed cameras on the Isle of Man. Do you think now is the time for speed cameras? Would bring lots of money in, wouldn't it? But speak, you remember the one, the speed camera at Balaf Bridge? Remember what happened to that? That's it for the open line man in today. Uh, thanks for uh, Chris Quirk on the phone. He's going to be back tomorrow at uh, high noon. Have a good day. Double.